It's the Moonshine Experience Country Music Show with Greg Perry. There's a jersey on the wall in a high school gym in my hometown. In the corner by the scoreboard where the bleacher seats fold down. 27 to the Tigers To the finals that year But that's not why it's hanging Just asking I bet somewhere there's a yearbook In a box under a bed With a senior picture missing In love and memory instead
sounding fantastic just as we've come to expect from Tenniel Towns, the Canadian with her latest single there Jersey on the Wall, I'm just asking, it follows up a white horse and somebody's daughter, really liking what I've been hearing by Tenniel and uh, it goes all the way back really to her living room work tape, so looking forward to plenty more material from her it is the artist on the track then that gets us started for another moonshine experience with me Craig parry two hours of country bluegrass and americana on the way and this week we got a bit of a bumper show because we've got a couple of features we've got the uk triple play in this hour and a fantastic album showcase in the next hour as well with some great pedal steel going on so more on those coming up we've also got a great interview with the rising artist here in the uk sort of the artist of the moment danny McMahon man caught up with him a few weeks ago recorded a great interview and uh, some live tracks as well so uh, part of that extended interview is coming up uh, this week on the show and also if that's not enough we've got a great competition coming up for you where you've got a chance of winning a couple of tickets to a great event that's taking place next month in Cardiff so listen out for more details on that but right now we're going straight back to the music we got a great new track from Kendall Marvel on the way shortly. But before that, always great to hear new tracks by Cody Jinx. So much material is on the way, and here's a taster of it. Same kind of crazy as me. I don't go to church on Sunday. I don't go to work on Monday. Sleep until I wake up Whiskey in my coffee cup And I take what the good Lord gave That's the shovel that digs my grave I never really had a plan But everybody knows where I stand And, and all my friends I see same kind of crazy as me There's more colors than red and blue To paint the elephant in the room You're pissing more about that than this There's always another ass to kiss But I believe that freedom reigns songs we sing I have a funny way you see what the world might someday be why can't they just let it be the same kind of crazy as me Crazy as me. 
experience. That's the latest track from Kendall Marvel called Let It Go here on the Moonshine Experience. I love his sound. He's had a few releases over the last few years. Also a songwriter, uh, written a number of songs for some other artists like uh, Jamie Johnson, Gary Allen, amongst others. Uh, shared at the same stage as some big artists as well, including that of Cody Jinks, who we played before him with his latest track, Same Kind of Crazy As Me. Uh, it's one of a few tracks actually that he's a uh, drip feeding and there is a new album on the way very soon so looking forward to that a lot in fact uh, p- possibly two albums as well so when we get more details on them we'll certainly let you know here on the show plenty on the way then we got our first feature the uk triple play on the way shortly we've also got the first part of two uh for our interview with danny mcmahon and 
And before that as well, I'm going to be giving you a question, a pretty straightforward one, for your chance to win a couple of tickets to an event that's happening at the Acapella Studio next month. It is a gig between uh, Phoenix Morby and Kezia Gill and what a great event it's going to be as well so more on that uh, very soon for your chance to win the tickets but before anything let's have a bit of bluegrass from Blue Highway both ends of the train James were in their prime. He was a corporal, fought the Kiowa and Sue. From Sulphur Springs to Kansas Clay. Ran into trouble when his soldier days were through. Ended up a thousand miles away. Don't waste fine words or sad goodbye. Lay me down on the wide open plain. Got to go all the way back to around 1994 when they first come about. It is a blue highway. They've uh, won a number of awards over the years, released a number of albums. Very good sound. Surprised I haven't played too many of their songs before on the show. But uh, this one caught my attention. It's called Both Ends of the Train. And it's included on their 25th anniversary, sort of silver anniversary album that is... Uh, 
uh, on the way or just about released. Not uh, entirely sure on that one, but uh, glad to be able to hear some tracks. It's not a best of collection either. It's sort of 10 or 12 new songs on there, so I'm going to work my way through that. And uh, they've had uh, just about all the same members throughout the years. Just one or two changes there has been. And uh, that's a little bit rare, really, in uh, bands that have uh, been going for quite some time. Uh, Special Consensus comes to mind in the Bluegrass field because they've had uh, quite a lot of uh, member changes from over the years. And uh, the current lineup only has one original member. But there we go. Uh, Enough of the lineups of different bands. Let's uh, get back to some music. And we've got the UK Triple Play, where we're going to play you three songs in a row, as usual, by some fantastic UK artists, singer-songwriters and musicians. And I hope you're going to enjoy the selection. Following this, we will give out the question to the competition. So if you are waiting uh, to find out uh, what it is and your chance to win the tickets, uh, keep listening in. Uh, This week's choices then for the UK Triple Play. We're heading up to Glasgow. Always great to hear some new music from Daniel Mead and there is a new album on the way called Rust which is going to be released on the 4th of October great singer-songwriter worked with a lot of different artists uh, such as Old Crow Medicine Show uh, Sturgill Simpson and Pokey Lafarge to name but a few he's uh, got his first single from this new album out called These Things Happen and it is sounding very good in fact more of his Glaswegian accent is coming through in some of the songs on this new album so uh, definitely a slightly bit different but uh, just as good following that we're heading back here to South Wales because Matthew Frederick has kindly sent me a new single called Hey On Why and it is sounding just as good as the other ones we've been lucky enough to play on the show uh, as well as the ones with his group Climbing Trees as well so that new song is coming up very soon and then following that louise parker story of love and we've uh, played her previous track on the show i think it was rearview mirror and she comes from essex a bit more of a pop sound coming through but a lovely vocal uh, particularly on this new track story of love so sit back relax enjoy these three songs in a row up from uk artists uk triple play Got it all wrong 
living hating in the lanes Wasting money, killing time To keep us stringing along But we, 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 we keep it all inside Yeah, we ought to know better But we swallow every little And we're washing it down with pride Here I
rather walk alone Give me love until my skin grows cold I will never be letting you go I see my future in your eyes Your past, it don't matter Three songs in a row, as usual, for this week's UK Triple Play. And that last one there, sounding great, is Louise Parker on her latest track, Story of Love. Singer-songwriter from Essex, and I'm sure we're going to hear lots more from her. Before that, the new single from Matthew Frederick from In the Rhondda Valleys here in South Wales. And it's the second track we've had over the last few months. This one called Hey On Why, and it's going to be on his uh, upcoming uh, solo album which is will be called Fragments so we're looking forward to that uh, if you like the sound of this track uh, definitely head over to Bandcamp where you can uh, stream and download it there and also it's going to be available on all major digital platforms uh, very very soon so keep a look out for that Matthew Frederick, hey and why of course from uh, the group 
Climbing Trees, who were also sounding great. And starting off the triple play then, we headed up to Glasgow with Daniel Mead and his new single, These Things Happen, and that's going to be included on his new album, Rust, which I'm really looking forward to. Loved his other albums, played quite a few of his tracks on the show now. And uh, These Things Happen is the lead single by him, with a little bit more of his Glaswegian accent coming through, but uh, sounding great. So hope you enjoyed them. We'll have another UK triple play in a show very soon. Uh, right now, though, it is competition time here on the Moonshine Experience. And we've got a question coming up related to the man in black, Johnny Cash. And the reason for that is Phoenix Morby and Kezia Gill have informed me that they are big Johnny Cash fans. And uh, they are going to be performing together at a fantastic event on Wednesday the 2nd of October at the Acapella Studio in Cardiff and it's a bit of the best of British country going to be a fantastic night and we're giving you the chance of a couple of tickets to go to that event so listen out for the question after we play you this song which is related to the question that's coming up on a Monday I was arrested uh-huh on a Tuesday, they locked me in the jail. Oh, boy. On a Wednesday, my trial was attested. On a Thursday, they said guilty, and the judge's gavel fell. I got striped, striped around my shoulders. I got chained, chained around my feet. I got striped, striped around my shoulders. And them chains and chains, they're about to drag me down. On a Monday, my mama come to see me On a Tuesday, they caught me with a file On a Wednesday, I'm down in solitary On a Thursday, I start on bread and water for a while I got stripes, stripes around my shoulders I got chains, chained around my feet I got stripes, stripes around my shoulders and them chains, them chains, they're about to drag me down I got stripes, right around my shoulders I got chains, chained around my feet I got stripes, right around my shoulders And them chains, them chains, they're about to drag me down This microphone's got a screw loose here. Will somebody come screw this microphone. <laughs> what I say? Yeah. Huh? Just a minute. Let me fix this. Yeah. All right. It's the man in black there, sounding great in the live environment of one of the prisons that he uh, performed at throughout his career. I Got Stripes was the song. So that goes with our question for our competition right now. Your chance to win a couple of tickets to see Phoenix Morby and Kezia Gill at the Acapella Studio on Wednesday the 2nd of October at 8pm. And here's the question. Johnny Cash was known for playing live at different prisons and 
and there has been four different live prison albums recorded over the years. Can you name two of the prisons where the Man in Black performed and recorded for these famous live albums? So we're looking for two of the prisons where Johnny Cash performed and recorded his famous live prison albums. If you think you know the answer, head over to the Moonshine Experience Facebook and Twitter pages. Send us a message or put a comment on the page with your answer, or you can send an email moonshineexperience at yahoo.co.uk. And there's more information on the social media pages as well. Good luck for that. It's going to be a great event. And uh, we'll remind you of uh, the question a little bit later on as well in the show. And uh, you've got until Friday the 27th of September as well to uh, get your answers in for that one. Next up, before a fantastic interview with Danny McMahon, we've got this track from Clay Hollis. It's called Straight to Jones.
straight out of Texas, sounding absolutely great there. New name to the show, Clay Hollis. Really love the sort of a traditional sound that he's got there. Straight to Jones is the track we played, and that's uh, on uh, his latest album. So definitely check out Clay Hollis and his music. It is time for a fantastic interview now. Great to catch up with Danny McMahon, who's a rising artist on the British country music scene from Bristol. He joined me in the studio just a few weeks ago, and we talked about all sorts of things, including his uh, music to date, uh, his thoughts on the scene, and also he played some great live tracks in the studio as well. This is part one of two that we've got coming up on this week's Moonshine Experience. So uh, joining me in the studio uh, this week is Danny McMahon, and it's great to have you here. Another fantastic UK artist uh, on the country scene, which is uh, ever-developing and growing. And uh, you've released a few EPs to date, and uh, we're going to speak about them uh, soon. But I thought, uh, just to get to know you a little bit, uh, can you let us know sort of how it all started with the music? Yeah, sure. I mean, so originally, like, I picked up music when I was sort of about... 11 or 12 playing the uh, playing flute mainly um, wasn't particularly rock and roll I discovered that when I got to about 15 picked up the guitar um, then ended up basically I got uh, signed with a development deal as a, as a teenager basically with a, with a, with a label and I was sort of doing rock music and then sort of uh, my late teens is when I probably picked up country music um, I basically worked as uh, as like a, an intern songwriter at uh, a Paramount Music, and uh, sort of I was the understudy for a guy who'd written for people like Blake Shelton, um, and sort of learned how to do how to write country music that way, and then was writing for other people for a long time. Yeah. Um, and then I sort of decided, actually, do you know what? I got a, a nudge. Uh, and decided that I was going to do it as an artist. Uh, that was sort of about a year and a half ago, maybe just over that now. And uh, yes, yeah, sort of that, and it sort of all, all, all came from there, really. Yeah, sort of a, a, uh, was it was a C to C uh, twenty seventeen. I think was the moment yeah. where I realised I saw the guys on stage doing it. Right, uh, a guy called Chase Bryant in particular actually went and watched his set like it was like eleven thirty yeah. in the morning. And it was sort of like third full the venue, but he managed to sort of like captivate the crowd. It was, yeah, and it was so real. It was so honest and. That's what I really liked about it. I was like, you know what? No, I, I, I'm going to do that. I'm going to do it. And because I was, I was always so worried about sort of being a, a British country artist, especially because I'm very influenced by sort of like the sort of uh, more modern American side of things. I was worried if people were ever going to take me seriously doing it. Yeah. And I kind of it was that sort of leap of faith that I had to sort of take. Um, and yeah, it seems to have worked out all right so far. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's uh, definitely going good. I'm following you on social media and you, you seem to have a lot of gigs coming up and you're, you're releasing the music and it's all sounding great. Um, I was just wondering, with the country music aspect of it, you say you go back to C to C there, but uh, what, what were your inf- influences as growing up? Uh, w- w- was it country then? It was country. There was so there was some country stuff around. Uh, and I mean, the, the ones that I remember, my I was very influenced by the stuff that my parents listened to because there was always yeah. music in and around the house. Uh, my, my my dad's a musician. My mum loves her music, so there was always music in and around the place. Um, there's sort of like a, there's a tradition of 
musicians on my dad's side of the family um, yeah and so it was sort of I mean the, the one that I remember really clearly actually I think is where the country thing came from was the Eagles I oh yeah that was that was that was the obviously they've got that very you know country Americana thing about what they do um, and that sort of influences a lot of my writing to to, to this day I think I th- think that they were the main one that really that really stands out um, my dad was also a fan of um, of Mel Haggard and he sort of introduced me to Keith Whitley as well oh yeah um, so yeah that, that was kind of things that were around the house as I was growing yeah. up should we say yeah. definitely big names eh? yes. and uh, <laughs> good ones to be influenced by uh, yeah. as you're growing up there so um, with, with the songwriting before you sort of uh, decided to start performing and recording your, your, your music mm-hmm. uh, what, what was it like before what sort of songs were you uh, you know writing and uh, sort of which sort of artists were you pitching them to yeah so I mean I've had sort of uh, I've, I've done mainly pop and then I was doing sort of like the independent country stuff so I was working with a lot of like UK artists um, predominantly with the country stuff but then with the pop stuff it was much more sort of commercial based yeah so I mean I ended up pitching to I mean the biggest name probably Taylor Swift I guess was one of the ones that I ended up getting shortlisted for for one of her records another guy was a guy called Jay Sean who had a hit called Down sort of uh, sort of back, I think it was like 2009 and around that time. Uh, I get the Wanted were another one as well. All right, so sort of that that yeah. kind of stuff, you know, that sort of that 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 pop led stuff because I, I, I was always sort of part of 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 what I did. So yeah. it was that 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 kind of pop, and then obviously the elements of the country, sort of my experience as a as a commercial writer, as it were. And uh, are there any songs that uh, were pitched that were released then? Any names? Not any that of we... the massive hits, unfortunately. Yeah. I, I don't think I'd be driving a Vauxhall Corsa no. if, <laughs> if that were the case. So uh, n- none, of, n- none of the massive hits. But there were a few things that we that, that we had pitched. Sort of, I did. Sort of ended up doing the. I sort of did uh, music for like London Fashion Week and all that kind yeah. of stuff. Um, I do. I now do music for like Country File for the BBC and all, all that right. kind of stuff. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, all that kind of stuff. It's good. It's good fun. If we if we stay with the songwriting for a minute, because yeah. uh, I'm ju- I'm always interested to see you hear from the artists of how they go about it, and obviously mm. you've got a quite a number of years you know with the songwriting before you were mm. sort of uh, writing your own material mm. for yourself. So uh, you know what what's it like for you, and sort of how how did you get started with songwriting? I mean, songwriting for me. I mean, the first the way I got started with songwriting was actually by complete accident. Uh, I was what happened was I was 14 I think I was and I was in year 9 at school and they had this thing called enrichment week and I'd been on holiday for a week and basically I hadn't got to pick what I wanted to do because I wanted to go and do the sports because I was that was my my thing I was going to be a footballer yeah Um, that was kind of one of my things that I really wanted to do um, um, and had sort of like a sort of contract with that, and then I just got injured and couldn't do it anymore. But the, the, the time I was like, music was never really like my priority. It was something I did, but it yeah. wasn't my favourite thing to do. Um, but I came back from this holiday, and basically they said, oh, "There's no spaces left on anything else, so you're going to have to go and do the music one." Right. I was like, right. Okay. So we turned up at this tiny little studio yeah. in in, uh, in East Bristol. Um, and basically what the teachers had done they'd given us a chord progression they were like, right. I think it was like C, A minor, F, G the whole way through and they were like you've got to write lyrics and you've got to write a melody yeah. to do that and I did it in about half an hour throughout the whole song the teacher was like 
I wasn't even doing GCSE music at the time. Yeah. Was, there was no intention to sort of carry it through. And the teacher was like, I can't believe you've just done that. I went, I literally recorded it in half and I went in and did the whole lot. And she said to me, she was like, you've got to do GCSE. So I yeah. went to a very angry French teacher the following week oh, right. and said, sorry, uh, madame, but I'm not doing, uh, <laughs> I'm not going to be doing French as I'm going to be doing, I'm going to be doing music. And that's where my sort of love for writing spiraled, spiraled from there, really. So I think by the yeah. time I got to, the end of my GCSEs had sort of developed a love for it. I kind of wrote a whole album and started a band sort of the, the second I finished school. Right. And what, yeah. what sort of band was that then? That was sort of a rock. It was, there was that, that, that very sort of prominent rock scene towards yeah. the sort of like when I, when, I, when I left school sort of at the, 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 the late 2000s when you sort of had like Paramore, Lower Than Atlantis, Young Guns, all those kind of bands was really starting to come up. Right, and, yeah. Uh, I basically, uh, yeah, ended up getting uh, getting a deal with uh, with that band and doing that that kind of stuff because it was to say it was it was a, a big thing at the time. So, uh, yeah, that was kind of the stuff we were doing. And we did we did pretty well with that kind of stuff. I think I think when you do that much that young, it does teach you a lot. Yeah, you know, and it's allowed us to sort of that experience and that knowledge of kind of being able to, and obviously with the work that Rachel does as well, being able to fast track quite a lot of things because you kind of know yeah. how the industry works, I guess. And we should say Rachel is uh, your, your partner, and yes. uh, she is, is is she your manager yeah, as well? Manager, manager as well. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And she also is part of Country Music Social Media, so we, we will speak to Rachel yeah. uh, uh, about that uh, very soon. Uh, but if we move on with the from where you were with the band then, yeah. and uh, you know you get, I take it you again experience with gigs and the, the live performing. So yeah, that, where did it go from there? Well, I mean, with that one there, I mean that particular that particular time, obviously social media wasn't like as intense as it is now. Yeah. So it was very much get your band together, get your live show hot, and you're going to play three, four, five shows every single week for the next two three years it was basically right. we, we, we were pretty much always on tour so yeah you know we toured with uh the band called like we did some stuff with uh i mean i'm trying to remember who it was now there was westlife were the biggest band that we toured all with. right yeah um so which was weird because we were a rock band but we did uh we did we did we did we did, we did uh, some stuff on tour with them uh which was great great experience as kind of we did glastonbury Oh, um, Reading, you know, all of that kind of stuff. So it, it was very much sort of based in and around the. What was the name of the band? We were called the Fuel. All right. Band okay. Uh, but that was coming out of that was coming out of uh, out of school, basically. Yeah. So you know, you know, your band names aren't going to be uh, too innovative at that particular <laughs> point in your life. I think it was literally just driving past a petrol station, and my mate went, "Oh, the Fuel, that'd be a good name for a band." I think she called that, and that was that, and we were stuck with it for three years after that. Right. So. <laughs> did you manage to record any tracks then? With yeah, the we band? did. Yeah. We did. We did. We did plenty of stuff in and around in and around that time. So we did. Uh, yeah, we did get some stuff recorded. Yeah. yeah. And then after that, then um, you're, you're sort of uh, probably coming closer to the, the countryside of things. This then is it. it was when I went to university, when I started at university. Yeah. So basically what happened was we were sort of uh, due to get a record deal with this band and basically the recession kicked in at that particular time and then that didn't happen as a result of that. Um, so I basically decided, do you know what, I'm going to learn how to do it myself. Yeah, I'm going to go to university. I'm going to learn music business, and I'm going to do my degree in that, and I'm going to understand how absolutely every single element of it works. Yeah, because I don't want that to happen again. Um, and that's basically that's basically what I did. Um, so and that's taken me on my path from my, my songwriting all the way through to sort of my studio and label services stuff that I do now. 
Yeah. Um, yeah, and that 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 was kind of the thing that set the wheels in motion, and that's where I discovered Brad Paisley at, at uni through right. a friend of mine. Yeah, and as we all know, it's a. Uh, an insane addiction from that point <laughs> onwards really when it comes to country music so. well he's always popular wherever he goes especially when he comes over to the year to the uk yeah. um i think it's the last couple of years that you've been releasing some music as a solo artist mm-hmm. you, you've got uh, three eps mm-hmm. and uh, one was released this past year we've uh, enjoyed playing tracks on the show we'll play some more as well yeah. and uh, of course we're going to be li- listening to uh, some live performances as well mm-hmm. uh from from you in the studio uh so going back to that first ep then um yeah. so, so what was it like you know get getting ready for that writing your own songs at that point and just yeah. going in the studio I was petrified. I'll be completely honest. I was yeah. so I was so scared because it's really hard when you're kind of doing something that's because before I was sort of you know I'd done rock and I'd done pop. That's things that pe- you know people are kind of very socially accepted. They're very safe. And now I kind of decided right, okay, so I'm going to do modern American influence country pop music, and I was like, this could this could backfire horribly. Yeah. This could backfire probably because there's not that many people in the UK doing it. You know, are the people in the UK going to like it? Is it going to be too alien? And are the people in the States going to think that I'm taking the biscuit, basically? Right. With the two yeah. things, you know, there's, you know, as a musician, you, you, you experience self-doubt every single day anyway. So I was, I was literally putting my head in the lion's mouth. I was, yeah. <laughs> that, that's how it felt. Um, but I just thought, you know what? These are four songs that mean a lot to me. They're autobiographical. They're about my life and the good things that are happening in my life right now. I haven't written nice, positive songs for a long time. Yeah. I was like, so we're just going to do it. We're going to record it. Let's put a plan in place to release it and yeah. and just hope people like it. And yeah, I mean, it, it sort of stopped happened quite quickly at the start uh, in terms of we basically got interest from America within six weeks of releasing the first record right um, and that was the moment where I thought oh wow okay but I was sp- I was still petrified at that point because yeah. I actually gone and done it that was the scariest bit of it all actually yeah. going to the States because basically we got asked to play um, Springboard Festival in San Diego yeah uh, so I headed out there um, and I had to stand in a room of guys that had won Grammys. There was one guy that had A&R'd Linkin Park. There was all, like, really top-level stuff. Yeah. Um, I got 200 musicians behind me, all American. I was the only British guy there, I think. Um, and I was like, right, yeah, so my name's Danny McMahon. I make, I'm, I'm British and I make country music. And they all cheered, and I was like, okay, this is good. <laughs> but I've now got to play the song. Yeah. And I had to play the song in front of this panel of, as I say, these, these you know, commercial writers and whatever else, and, you know play it there and the feedback I got was really awesome yeah. it was really awesome and that was the point where I was like okay it was worth the risk you know I'd never been a massive risk taker in the, the music industry uh, up until then I didn't feel because um, that was the first point where I was like okay one I, I'm here we've yeah. got fundraisers we've busked we've, and that's that, a lot of that does come down to Rachel and her, her managerial approach as well you know I say I've, I've worked with major labels and I, I still believe she is Obviously, I'm partially biased, but I feel like she's the most tenacious manager that I've ever dealt with. Yeah. Like, there's there's nothing that's unachievable. Right. And I think that's kind of where we were able to, you know, pick things up so quickly. Yeah. I'm, I'm always interested with the artists who, who go over to the U.S. Some yeah. of them stay over there as well yeah. because... Uh, uh, you know, I've seen like one name that comes to mind is Sasha McVeigh. She, oh, yeah. you know, I saw her before she 
took the plunge and i think there's a couple of other artists as well who've gone over there but it's good to see the reaction from like you just said then with the the u.s artists yeah uh because you know mentioning british country music i know there might be one or two of the the bigger names out there who wouldn't come over here and i you know they, they, there's different opinions but uh you know it is going somewhere i feel that the british country music Absolutely. scene i completely agree e- even from when i first started doing it uh now like in terms of how seriously people are starting to take it like obviously i've sort of done i've done shows with quite a few american artists now we've had sort of charlie worsham kanan cox dylan schneider and obviously when you do those shows you get to chat to them yeah personally and speak to them and like for those guys the uk is now like a really like hot commodity yeah and also with the festivals as well there's a lot they're bringing over like obviously our dixie fields it's lauren elena coming over and you know obviously nashville meets london that's the whole point of the festival yeah. is that you've got you know British and American artists coming together on on, on a bill and I I think it's allowing people to sort of understand how good and how quickly it is actually growing Um, and then obviously they take that back to the States with them and yeah yeah, definitely even from when I went to San Diego they were kind of like you know I remember the one comment one guy made I was like I said yeah you know we've had a lot of play on on, um, UK country radio he's like so there's like one station I was like no you have no idea mate. you have no (laughs) idea Uh, but now people are taking it so so seriously and it's great you know see that growth even in that period of time I I think uh, it started a few years back with country to country. You know, that's been going for a few years now. And then I think that was a little bit of a catalyst to to keep it, the momentum going and I'm just seeing all these other festivals popping up now and you, you, you're, you'll go into a lot of them yeah and um, I think are you going up to the one in Blackpool this year yeah, as well? yeah. the main stage there that'll be fun yeah looking forward to that you know, I, I love what those guys have done I think they've kind of thought right this is an idea we've got we love we, we love you know and, and the fact that it's purely about British country music as yeah. well and that they've had the sort of again t- taking that risk and that jump to kind of yeah. go okay this is this is what we're going to do and we're going to do it our way we're not going to sort of play to the rules and they've gone and they've put together a really cool lineup you know and, and yeah. they're working so hard to promote that festival as well yeah there's quite a lot of artists on, on the lineup there so I, I'm just interested in see how it goes because uh, you know unfortunately I'm not going to be able to attend but uh, I think it's the, the only one that's got an all British lineup as yeah. well so I think that's a first mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, it's definitely uh, things to be looking at. But you, you've been uh, performing in a load of, load of gigs, not just in the UK either, because I uh, recall that you went to Italy recently. Yeah, that was fun. That yeah. was really fun. Again, like, you know, sort of broadening my horizons and being sort of educated on things that I had no idea existed. My, my guitarist is from Italy, and we were playing that show, and he turned around and said to me, he's like, I actually can't believe this is happening in Italy. Like, yeah. it's probably, you know, because it, 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 it was big. It was... You know, the, the turnout was awesome. The crowd was so involved. Like, you know, there were people singing my songs. There were people singing, you know, all the some of the covers that we were playing. It was it was incredible. I couldn't believe it. I had no idea that these that these things were even happening across Europe. And since then, I've discovered there's a load of others as well, which is really cool. Sleep with my clothes on. Cry as I run. Wake up each day and forget all that I've done. Let me introduce you to my favorite song. Wake up each day and forget all that I've sung. 
hesitate as I waited for no one to look back at me. Just a moment, an object, and bloodstream momentarily. When I was a young man, I watched my friends bow. Well, I've got ten medals from battle, just look at me now. Wait here in silence, alone and unsure. Well, I might have won all those battles, but I lost the war. Hesitate as I waited for no one to look back at me. Just a moment, an object, a bloodstream momentarily. In the corner on my phone 
fantastic when i got to see them live a couple of years ago often come over here to the uk it is little big town so many great albums from over the years and uh, that is the second track they've released in a few months following up the daughters uh, that one is called over drinking and uh, both of them are going to be on a new album which i think is going to be coming out in 2020 called nightfall so we look forward to that uh, the previous album before it was called The Breaker. That was also very good. And it is the track that takes us into the second hour of this week's Moonshine Experience with me, Craig Parry. Hope you're enjoying the show so far. And I uh, hope you enjoyed our first part of the interview with Danny McMahon. And uh, he performed uh, an acoustic version just at the end of that uh, first hour of Momentarily. And uh, we've got another live track and part two of the conversation coming up in this hour so listen out for that we've also got another feature looking forward to playing a couple of tracks from a really great album that i'm loving at the moment from a dutch country and pop artist who we've played on the show before not just as a solo artist but also as part of a group she's uh, been with who represented their country at eurovision so there we go a few clues as to who it could be find out soon about that also we're running a competition this evening you may have heard in the first hour and uh, it's your chance to win a couple of tickets to go and see a fantastic show at the acapella studio in Pentuch in cardiff on wednesday the 2nd of october the best of british night with phoenix morby and kezia gill it's going to be a great 
great night and uh, we've given out the question then they're both fans of johnny cash and he was known for playing live at different prisons there's been four different live prison albums recorded from over the years can you name two of the prisons where the man in black performed and recorded for these famous live albums if you think you know you can name the two prisons or two of them then uh, go to our Facebook and Twitter pages, search for Moonshine Experience, send us a message through them or put a comment on one of our posts. And uh, also you can send an email, moonshineexperience at yahoo.co.uk and you have until Friday the 27th of September to uh, get your answers in for that one. Uh, Don't miss out, it's going to be a fantastic event. A couple more songs on the way right now then. A bit more traditional, authentic country on the way from Ward Hayden and the Outliers. But before that, another fantastic track that's included on the recent EP by Erin Endelin. And this is called Sweet Emmy Lou. Songs was all I played 
Another new name to the show, Ward Hayden and the Outliers. Uh, very good sound there, liking what I've heard so, so far. And uh, they're from the US. They got an EP out uh, right now called Don't Judge a Book. That's one of their own tracks there, Naturally Crazy. But they have got a few other interpretations of uh, different types of songs, including an interesting one, Viva Las Vegas. You're their version of that on their EP. 
EP. Uh, before that, uh, we played you Erin Endelin and Sweet Emmy Lou, and uh, always great to uh, play uh, tracks of hers on the show. Uh, really a great songwriter. She's had some very good uh, uh, releases, including Whiskey Town Crier, her last album, and she's got another album on the way as well, going to be out at the start of November, called Faulkner County. And uh, if you've been uh, listening to or purchasing uh, the last three EPs that she's been doing, which are great, uh, all those tracks will be on this uh, album and a few others as well. So always look forward to some material from Erin Endelin. It's the Moonshine Experience then, and uh, we've got another feature on the way very soon. Also part two of our fantastic interview with Danny McMahon. And uh, we're going right around the world as well during this hour, like we like to do during the shows. Uh, We'll be heading into Europe soon, but before that, we're heading down under with an artist who's been releasing music, performing and recording for three decades now. He comes from Queensland, some very good albums he's had, and I think he's had a bit of a 30th anniversary release not so long ago, and I believe this song is on it. It's his latest track. It is Slip Away by James Blunt. Mandel.
Releasing music for 30 years, it is James Blundell here on the Moonshine Experience. That's his latest single, Slip Away, going to be out at the end of the month. And he's been having some 30th anniversary celebrations as well over the last few months. Some great music in his collection. Always love to play some country music from Australia, uh, New Zealand, and right around the world. We're heading into Europe next. Uh, with a couple of artists. The first one is for our album showcase feature and I've absolutely been enjoying this latest album from Ilse Delange and she's from the Netherlands. She's also part of the Common Nets who represented the Eurovision Song Contest a short while ago. They've got some great albums. She's also got some fantastic releases as well from over the years in her solo collection. Not all of its country but this latest album certainly is it's called gravel and dust and if you like your traditional sort of country sounds you've got it all in here particularly a lot of pedal steel which i i really really do love uh ills de Langer then and the two songs i picked out is no man's land a man which is coming up shortly but right now the title track gravel and dust album showcase Turn to gravel and blood 
to the sand Back to the heart of where we began So far ahead, you don't see you falling 
from the Netherlands is Ilse Delonge with her latest album Gravel and Dust. We play two tracks from it for our album showcase this week. Gravel and Dust, the title track, and that one there, No Man's Land Man. Hope you enjoy that. I'm really loving it. We'll have another album showcased very soon. We'll be staying in Europe as well shortly because we've got a new track from Michaela Finn on the way. But before that, we've got the second part of our fantastic interview with Danny McMahon. And another track he'll be performing, uh, what he performed a few weeks ago for me in the studio. Uh, Also, the full extended interview is available now on the Mixcloud page. Search for mixcloud.com forward slash Craig dash Parry to hear an extra song and some more conversation. But right now, here's some more chat with Danny. Let's go to the EPs if we can go go back to the first one as well because yeah. uh, you were telling me just now that uh, the tracks on there you know they're quite personal to you yeah. so um, tell us a little bit more about say one or two of them yeah well basically at C to C the first time I ever went so that was the first time I kind of I, as I watched artists play and I was like I want to do that but that was also the same weekend I met Rachel for the first time and so everything kind of clicked into place at the same time it was kind of like all these empty voids that I had in my life just sort of just seemed to come together at one one moment um, and it kind of like made me sort of think this is what I'm supposed to be doing yeah. which is cool um, so that's kind of where the first single What It's Like came from it was literally about that, that weekend and the things that it made me feel and the way that it made me feel um, so it was very very autobiographical um, and it was all about all about that particular period in my life to be honest um, yeah about sort of falling in love for the first time in a very long time um, and sort of feeling new experiences which was which was really cool um, and then yeah all about this sort of newfound love for being able to be honest about how country music and those emotions had had affected me and putting them all into in, into an EP basically. Right. Was uh, was kind of what all that was about. So it was, yeah, it was it, it was a very personal experience. And as I say, I hadn't written because I've been a commercial writer and you write to brief. I hadn't experienced that for a long time. Yeah. You know, because it's always someone's being like, yeah, you know, this is happening in my life. I want to write a song about that rather than it being about me and my life and yeah. because there was nothing that was really particularly interesting that was happening to me at the time yeah. I was stuck in a bit of a rut so it was nice to be able to you know put that on a, on a piece of paper and then in, in the studio yeah and uh, sort of uh, what was it like then get you know promoting that and uh, you know performing some gigs with the live material for your your own songs for the first time there? Yeah, yeah it was it, it, again it was re- re- really scary um, it's also it what it, it was it was hard work as well like you know as, as I say the self-doubt thing kicks in a lot yeah because it's a new thing and that that first year we literally went and played every single you know stage toilet living room right. street that would have us yeah because um, that was Rachel's approach you know I, I was like oh, do I have to go and busk again like you know because yeah. I made 32p last week oh right uh, you know and she was like yeah you're going to do it you're going to go and do this and you're going to go and do that I was like it will work it will work you know we booked a tour and yeah. all that kind of stuff um, so it was real graft real grind yeah. that first year you know m- most of it you know you don't get paid a penny for as well when you start starting out as an artist no 
you know if I compare sort of how all that's worked out from this year versus last year it's like two opposite worlds but that makes me realise that it was worth putting in that yeah. that grind and that hustle to begin with yeah when you say in those different types of gigs you were doing like the best skin mm. um, I know quite a few of them are, are taking videos of that now and uploading to things like YouTube and yeah. Is that something you were doing as well, sort of? Because uh, I know a lot of artists, uh, that is a route they take and uh, they, they, they get people f- a following through that then. Yeah, we definitely did do that, actually. And that, that worked really well because you're sort of, you know, you're playing to the people who are walking in the street if you, if you can make them listen. Um, and then, but then obviously you're getting, like, we did one, didn't we, where we, play, where we were promoting the, the tour. Um, and so basically we went and played in the middle of Bristol and Rachel was handing out flyers <laughs> uh, saying that you know this guy's playing at so and so in two weeks time in Bristol um, but then we basically took a video of it and we put it online and it had nearly like like next to like 10,000 hits it was just right. like playing Brett Young in the middle of Bristol City Centre yeah but yeah it just it but that obviously that helped promote things incredibly like you know social media as an artist if you use it right really yeah. really can help change the game for you for sure yeah, and you're you're Bristol born and bred, is it? I am. Yeah, yes. And I'm, I'm I'm discovering a lot of artists from Bristol at the moment, which is uh, I don't know if it's just yeah, a coincidence. Else, else well, I had Taney Lord in oh, the studio yeah, just the other week. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and then uh, I think I'm not sure, but I Kelsey Bovey. She is one of my artists at the oh, studio. Right. Yeah, so we wrote wrote the her EP together. Yeah, she's right. recently got in touch with me, trying to spread <laughs> the word. <laughs> move on to the other eps then for following that debut one and you know you've released uh, the latest uh, ep as well so yeah. what was it like then moving on from there moving on from the first one i mean basically my idea was to try and i say my idea it was very much rachel's idea as well was putting trying to get that second ep out quickly and sort of hit people with two eps in a year yeah um, and i think that made that was the point at which people sort of started to sit up and actually take notice of what we were doing rather than it was like this rather than it being just this soul isolated thing because basically we, we knew we had this record coming out and we had a slot of buckle and boots which for the first year being an unknown was really good going yeah um and basically i wanted, we wanted to make sure i knew that was an opportunity i knew that was a really good opportunity yeah to capitalize on that so basically we played buckle and boots and then we had like a 10-day tour off the back of that Right. that we put together with this new EP coming out at the same time yeah. and that was what really started to change it I was sort of then getting calls from festivals and obviously then we had the, sort of the BCMA and the UKCMA nominations oh, yes. and all that kind of stuff but that, that was the game plan from day one anyway yeah. but it, I knew that it was kind of I hoped anyway that that was going to be the point where people were starting to go oh yeah you know th- this guy's actually you know not useless um, <laughs> which is uh, which was good, which is good. I think I think that first Buckle and Boot show that we did last year was potentially still my favourite show I've ever played yeah. as a country artist because um, we went into it a complete unknown. I thought we were going to be playing to about five people at half past one on the in the afternoon. Yeah, um, and the tent was rammed and there were people singing my songs, and that was the point of where things right. flipped. I, I'm hearing a lot about that. I've been trying to venture up there because it's been going a few years now, yeah. hasn't it? Uh, Buckle and Boots in yeah. Manchester and a lot of artists uh, on the line. I'm seeing a lot of uh, feedback and uh, the videos yeah. from, from the day. Well, a lot of artists saying, you know, it's really good and it's possibly at the moment, I say, the second biggest one behind C2C, uh, you know, for 
art, you know, British artists to be included on, and of of course, it's got more British artists involved with it. Yeah. Uh, so, so what's what's it like in general? You know, the, I love the, it. Yeah. I love it. It's a great. It's a great festival. It's a great vibe. It's kind of got quite an authentic feel about it, which is which is which is nice. And they got the they got the two stages, which. Uh, very different in terms of feel as well because they set up this this, this tent which is rel- relatively small so but then when you get a, f- a lot of people in it it yeah. almost feels like a really sort of vibey venue um it's just great and that, that you know there's so many guys that i made so many friends off that festival as well who are sort of just up for supporting british country music and they will come out to them. and that's what i love about the uk country scene in general yeah like people will support you yeah if they've never heard of you but you turn and play a show and they like what you do yeah you know um, I think I did. I mean, one of the big, biggest examples I can remember of that is when, when we were first starting out. Um, we played the Hard Rock Cafe in London. Yeah. And it was five, like, unheard of, sort of, you know, developing artists. I not say unheard of, but developing unsigned British acts. Um, I think it was like myself, there was Gasoline and Matches were on the bill. Um, I'm trying to remember the, the other acts. I think Hannah Paris was playing that night as well. Um, but I was expecting there to be about, you know, if there was 30 people in that room on a Tuesday night, I would have been happy. Yeah. Um, it was sold out. Right. That kind of tells you the kind of support that yeah. it, it gets, you know, and at these festivals as well. Like, people turn up, they'll buy the CDs, they buy the merch, they want photos, they want autographs and yeah. all that kind of stuff, you know. And, and to me, that really took me by surprise because that yeah. doesn't happen in rock and pop unless no. you're up here, Yeah. you know. It it is a little bit different, and you know we say it's building all the time, yeah. and uh, you know they, we have got some bigger radio stations nationwide here who are adding some of the UK artists to to their playlists mm. and on onto their playouts there. Uh, you know, it's just getting more more of the fans uh, involved with it as well because a lot of them I find do do tend to just think about the US artists and they won't give the UK ones a try. But then, you know, I I've been to quite a lot of gigs now, especially the last year or so. Yeah, uh, seeing a number of different UK artists, and I'm thinking if they just come and see, they they'll see the quality yeah. that's out there. You yeah, know, yeah, this is it. I th- I think that I think that's the thing with with the music industry in general. You know, if if something's promoted in a certain way, yeah. people gravitate to it in in, in a certain way. Um, I think obviously with the with the American stuff, it's just got a, a lot more manpower and a lot more money behind it, so people yeah. automatically assume it's better. Yeah, but, you know, I also, a, a lot of the time, you know, you go to these shows and there are pe- people who could easily play at the bigger stages at C to C. Some of those sets are, e- are easily good enough, like musically speaking. Yeah, but obviously, it's just that's just not the way that the in- the industry's been dictated to the consumer as it were yeah um, and that's that's kind of just the, kind of the barrier that sometimes has got to be broken down a little bit but i do think in uk country music people sort of avoid that notion far better than in other genres yeah and what what do you think uh, you know should uh, you know we look at for the future of british country you know what 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 sort of direction because uh, i mean for, for, for me it's i think pe- people need to just Definitely embrace anything and everything that comes out that is decent and that is good and that is yeah. well structured and put together. Um, I think people should all. I think we need to always be bettering the quality of what we're putting out, yeah. which, which is happening, which is definitely happening. Yeah. But 
I think that's what we should always always be striving for that. Like I, I do feel like there's still a little way to go in terms of as a whole. Yeah. In terms of the quality of what what's being put as putting out put out versus, versus Nashville. Um I've also really think we need to get away from the sort of the this strict rules that people seem to have over this is a country, this is country, this is blah, 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 you know. The the, the I I, th- I love the fact that the umbrella is so broad. Yeah, I absolutely love that. Like that that people are, are are putting things out that you know. So, sometimes you listen to an artist and you go, "Oh God, that's got that's so like recontextualized. That's got elements of stuff that's happened that's happened in the past, and you know, it's a real throwback to X Y Z." Yeah, and I love that people do that for, for as, as a musician. I love it when people are able to do that because that's yeah. a skill in itself. But I also love it when people sort of you know start to break boundaries a little bit and push things in a certain direction and from a production perspective that's always yeah. really cool to hear that um, so yeah for, for, for me the fact that it is such a wide umbrella of thing of music coming through I really think that should be celebrated because yeah. it, it is in the States Yeah, it is in the States and I, 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 think, I think that's one of the reasons why country music has it's got such a legacy yeah. but has continued to be successful whereas other sort of uh, genres that were com- commercial like blues and etc have sort of died down and become more niche yeah. whereas country has always moved with what's going on and people have been yeah. accepting of everything sorry everything f- across the board yeah which is cool i, th- I think you know when, when people are talking about you know is it country or not and yeah. which direction is going to but then uh, a lot of people do go back to years gone by and say well it t- took those different directions back then yeah and why can't it do it now you it, for, for me it does get a little bit worrying seeing one or two of the u.s songs that we've got at the moment but i i feel that uh, like you just said i think with uh, some of the other artists they are you know keeping the country elements and uh, you know it's still there in the music yeah you know i mean that there are there are don't get me wrong there are elements of where things are a little bit sort of like you know someone's having a a sort of a, a cashing in day i'm not yeah. going to particular songs but i think no. there's a quite an obvious one that's out at the yeah. moment um that that people have kind of gone all right yeah let's let's make a buck on that 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 isn't songwriting that's something completely different yeah. having worked in that world um, there are particular conversations that are had where they, it stops becoming about the music, yeah. and that that's the difference for me. You know, if you can see that someone has poured their heart and soul into something, and they've lear- earned their craft and they've learnt their craft, I think that should always be respected. Yeah. Whether wh- whether you think it should have a lap steel or a mandolin in it or not, if that kind of makes sense. Like, if you can see, like I've got artists that I work with where. You know, they wouldn't make that production choice, but I couldn't turn around and go, "Well, that's not country," because yeah. of the way that they've written the song and yeah. their, their approach. And I've had those conversations with someone, and they—that's where their mind is set. Yeah. And as a result, you know, I think other people will sort of engage with it accordingly, yeah. which is which is great. Which is the way that I, I feel it should be. You know, I know sort of. You know, I mean, someone like. Keith Urban, for example, every record is new. Every record is different. You know, some of it is poppier, some of it is more country. Yeah. But you can still see that the his intent and the quality of what he was doing in that record. Yeah. Whether it's you know, as I say, got an extra synth in it that it isn't traditionally down the country route. I don't yeah. think that you can then turn around and go, well, no, sorry, Keith, that's not country. See you later. 
you know yeah in my personal opinion because he's actually a, he, he is a musician you know you watch him play live and he the way he writes his songs <laughs> is I think that's another thing as well the way that people write the songs yeah I think that's what fundamentally makes it country yeah is it honest is it real is it from the heart yeah that's what that's what a lot of people have been saying uh, as sort of I wouldn't say it's an argument you know it's a discussion isn't it yeah. more than anything but yeah. uh, you know it, it might not have those instruments uh, or the sound that the country records have had from yeah. years gone by but you know you look at the songwriting and there are still aspects in there you know I think you using Keith Urban as a good example there yeah. because he has been doing some different records of late yeah. uh, but you know his quality of his material with his other album releases <laughs> since he's been out you know he's, yeah. he's just uh, you know, he, he's uh, entitled, really. I think to to do some different records, uh, you know, and it's it's not doing him any harm. I think. No, no, no. This is it. <laughs> this is it. You know, and I, and I think it's it's cool to just sort of, you know, let it let it happen. There are yeah. some times where you do have to kind of stand up and go, "This is kind of taking the mick a little bit." Yeah. Um, but you know, ninety percent of the time, I think it's all very very well intended, and you know, as I say, the quality of the songwriting, if it's real, if it's honest, yeah. that that's cool with me. Um, if we come back to your latest EP then, which has been released yes. this year, Boys Cry 2. Yeah. And uh, we are lucky enough to have uh, you performing some live tracks from that. Yeah. Uh, so looking forward to hearing them. But uh, let us know about this latest EP then. Was there a, a sort of different approach for this one? It was different. Um, so this is what, I mean, obviously, so you've got When I See You, I didn't write that song. Um, I was uh, approached by a commercial writer a guy called Dan Evans Yeah. Um, so I've got a company called Puzzle Maker Studios based in Bristol and we take care of his publishing so he sends me songs Yeah. Um, and I was sort of never sort of intended to be the guy to I was going to pitch it yeah. I swear I never to intended to be the guy to sing it but we kind of came back from the, from the mastering and it was just like everything's clicking everything's working Yeah. Um, and then everything I wrote with um, Billy Smiley in Nashville when I went out there right the September of yeah. last year um, so there was kind of co-writing going on for the for, for the first time um, and then the other thing it was scary in, in, in a different way this record because um, I kind of got to the point where I sort of like at this point I was sort of playing I've kind of got decent festivals I've got a, I've got a good fan base that kind of follow me around and come out to shows and I kind of like it, it does make it a little bit more pressure filled a little bit yeah. um, not I'm complaining for a second because I'm so grateful for all the people that sort of support me and my music and what, what I do but it does it does put a little bit more pressure on it because you know this time round that people are actually going to go out and buy this music yeah um, especially after the single uh, when I see you had gone to number one in the country charts as well yeah. I was kind of like alright this needs to be really good um, yeah. we need to we need to fo follow this up with something that that's and and that's kind of where I thought okay I kind of took it apart and I thought in my head you know I tried try not to be too preconceived in what I do yeah because um, that again going back to that previous conversation if that's not what country music's about it should be real it should be raw it should be authentic and honest yeah um so that's when I thought actually that's when people have when I've done writer's rounds and that kind of stuff that's when I can see people relating to my music the most is when I just wear my heart on my sleeve and be emotionally honest because as a bloke I am quite emotionally honest I'm quite right. open like you know I cry at films I you know all, all of those kind of things and yeah. as, as, as a kid growing up obviously you know you get I mean, particularly the school I went to. If you started crying, you'd probably get a punch around the face. You know what I mean? Like right. that's kind of that's kind of the way that it was. And obviously, you know, that's an extreme example. But yeah. 
it's not considered wildly socially acceptable as a bloke to be emotionally open all the time you know we find it hard because we think that people are going to judge us um, and that's where I, the idea came from, basically, for the for, for Boys Cry 2 as a song. I just kind of got to this point where, you know, I, I wasn't feeling great in myself mentally. Again, probably stemming from a lot of the self-doubt that comes from being a musician. It is, a, you know, yeah. a mental battle every day. Um, and I just thought, you know what, I need to tell this story because I feel like I'm not the only one going through it. Yeah. Um, so I sat down and I wrote that song I saw a sign in Nashville when we were there and it said Boys Cry 2 on it I just wrote it down in my notes in my phone right um, and came back to it about three months later when yeah. I was in, in that place fe- feeling a particular way because um, I think that's where the best songs come from they, you yeah. just need to feel it from the heart and it needs to be something that's relevant to you but then obviously something that's going to be relevant to other people as well Yeah. Um, so that's where that idea came from and the, the lyrics just seem, seem to come out on page and went into the studio and sort of cut a demo and I sent it over to Rachel and she was like this is one of the best things you've done so far I was like okay that's good because she's always brutally honest if it's rubbish she'd tell me it's falling apart week by week you can't find the part where you should speak Give anything to force a smile And boys will be boys just isn't his style If you do then you're not a real man No you don't understand See his daddy gets mad when he tries to explain thanks for telling the truth, man, I got you Well, boys cried too If you're waiting on something that hasn't arrived Don't paint yourself and expect it disguised Never get lost in things you can't choose When you're out of ideas and you don't know what to do Well, boys cry too Don't suck it up, don't play it cool I've been there, done that It's the worst thing you can do if you do, then you're not a real man, no, you don't understand See his daddy gets mad when he tries to explain Thanks for telling the truth, man, I got used Well, boys cry too If you're waiting on something that hasn't arrived Don't paint yourself an expected disguise Never get lost in the things you can't choose When you're out of ideas and you don't know what to do Well, boys cry It's been a bad day, so let them fall Just let them fall, let them fall don't be ashamed, just be who you are 
Just let them flow, let them fall, fall. If you do, then you're not a real man. No, you don't understand. If you're waiting on something that hasn't arrived, don't paint yourself an expected disguise. Never get lost in the things you can't choose. When you're out of ideas and you don't know what to do, when you're out of, when you're out of ideas and you don't know what to do, well, boys cry too. Do you know what it's like to lose?
You're listening to the Moonshine Experience Country Music Show with Craig Perry. All our roads are dead ends. All our doors are closed, and we just don't know which way. many miles between us There's too many months apart And every sign says that we should run But don't give up on us Oh, I know that it gets hard sometimes And I know you feel alone at night Take me at my word You and I were gonna make it through We will be alright hasn't been easy No, we both are tired and time has been less than kind Maybe those clouds will break and maybe those skies will clear There's hope out there still left to find So don't hard sometimes And I know you feel alone at night Take me at my word You and I were gonna make it through We will be alright It's a new acoustic track from Jared Dickinson, Take Me At My Word, here on the Moonshine Experience. Follows up his uh, EP, Under a Texas Sky, and some other great albums. Look out for UK tour dates in November and December. Before that, we headed over to Sweden uh, with Michaela Finn. She's been based in Stockholm for a while, but she's originally from Finland. She's on a big trip over to Nashville as well at the moment. 
moment and uh, great that we could play her track when you lose couple of tracks available at the moment but looking forward to her first full-length album coming very soon called country home and before that my thanks to danny mcmahon for joining me in the studio a few weeks ago hope you enjoyed the interview and the tracks he played live uh, the last one we heard from there was the acoustic version of Boys Cry 2, the title track from his latest EP. Uh, if you visit the Mixcloud page, which is mixcloud.com forward slash Craig dash Parry, uh, the full extended interview is on there, including an extra track from his latest EP as well. And my thanks to his partner, Rachel, as well. We'll be having a short interview with her, uh, playing it on the show over the coming weeks. But sadly, that is just about it for me on this week's show thanks for your company really hope you've enjoyed it don't forget the competition that we're running uh, for a chance to go and see phoenix morby and kezia gill on wednesday the 2nd of october at the acapella studio in cardiff and uh, the question is on our facebook and twitter pages visit there to uh, reply and send in your answers we're running it until friday the 27th of september one more song then to round off this week's show and we're going back to before the birds before the flying burrito brothers and even before the uh, emmy lou harris was collaborating with graham parsons this was when he was a student at university with his the international submarine band and uh, we've got one of his own tracks here called blue eyes Sometimes I get upset when people treat me bad I don't have time to think and so I get real mad I pull my hair and find somewhere that I can be alone But when I do I think of you and then I hurry home Where I got chores to keep me busy, a clock to keep my time a pretty girl to love me With the same last name as mine And when the flowers wilt A big old quilt to keep us warm I've got the sun to see your blue eyes And tonight you're in my arms Sometimes I get unwound When fancy cars drive past Money don't get me down But I can't make it last A clock to keep my time A pretty girl to love me With the same last name as mine And when the flowers wilt A big old quilt to keep us warm I've got the sun to see your blue eyes And tonight you're in my arms me down, but I can't make it last. I bite my nails, and if that fails, I go get myself stoned. 
But when I do, I think of you Head myself back home Where I got chores to keep me busy A clock to keep my time A pretty girl to love me With the same last name as mine And when the flowers wilt A big old quilt to keep us warm I've got the sun to see your blue eyes And tonight 